Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Martinis and Magic. This is your co-host Emily. (coughs) (laughs) Tonight we are going over chapters 22 to 25 of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, We aren't drinking any wine. Well, I had a glass earlier when I was making his dinner. It was from my wink, but I don't really remember the name. Um, Casey's not drinking with me tonight. Um, I'm eating a bowl of vegan ground beef. Yeah. <coughs> um, um, and I feel like I've said this the last three episodes. I'm not drinking wine because I was hung over today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably shouldn't drink wine because I'm going out tomorrow night and then also Thursday and Friday, Saturday. What? Yeah, I have a dinner tomorrow <coughs> night. And then thir- um, Annie, my friend from Ireland, she's in town. Oh. Yeah. You have other friends besides me. I feel a little rejected. Oh, kind of like how you went out to dinner last night. So with coworkers, you don't have those. Work from home. I have a job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually this podcast. This is Emily's full time job. <laughs> we don't need that much money for yeah. her to live in Chicago by yeah. herself. <laughs> yep, just doing this. Yeah. All you 20 listeners, you're really... You are paying my rent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so chapter 22 starts off with, it's the morning after the rite, and Feyre decides to... Which, sorry to cut you off, I didn't know that Fire Night and Summer Solstice were so close together. All right, I guess we don't really know the time frame. Wait, I don't like, think they are. The Great Rite, I think, is during spring. No. But they just happen close together in the book. I know, but I think there's a time. Like class. a big time jump? Yeah. Like, mm, okay. Um, but it's the... <coughs> my goodness. Drink some dying. water. I did. Um, it's the morning after, and Feyre wakes up with a bruise on her neck and decides to grow a spine, but then loses her <laughs> shit. Is basically the summary of this chapter. She is so childish. She is so childish. This whole, like, all of these chapters. And, like, I mean, SJM probably does that on purpose because Thayra, who she is by, like, Akawar, is totally different. Um, it's just weird. Like, it's her, like, also, I guess, finding her personality in some sort of humor. Yeah. She really didn't have any personality those first few chapters. So now she's kind of, like, coming, she's like into, coming her into her own, herself. Yeah. It's like, um, what is that term when you're, it's like a coming of age? Yeah. Um, that's definitely what's happening. Um, but it is just like very like a childish. It's like cringy. It's cringy yeah. Oh, it's so cringy. And it just reminds me of like a middle school, high school relationship Ew, to where too. like, um, I think it's in this chapter. Yeah. Um, she like goes to dinner and like puts on a dress and like looks all nice for him and it's just like I said one moment. No, you're also jumping around. Sorry. <laughs> but Sophia wakes up with the bruise and goes downstairs and her like huge plan that she thinks is like clever, I guess, is to she sits in a different spot and the bruise is facing like Tamlin because for yeah. some reason she thought like Tamlin would feel like ashamed for it. And Lucian is just like, what the fuck is on your neck? And Tamlin's like, not making a big deal. And was like, we literally told you not to come downstairs. Like, you yeah. got what you asked for, basically. And Fairy jumps up and is like, Fairy <laughs> It is so bad. It's so bad. And like, it's then, so awkward. No, the, I think the worst part of that whole thing is then she goes to her room 
and draw sketches of them as pigs. <laughs> so weird. And then, like, later on, she says that they apologized, and then Tamlin brought her a bouquet of white roses. Like, in this chapter, all of a sudden, they're, like, They did a total 180 in their relationship. Like, like, all of a sudden, he's bringing you roses. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't help that we don't get as much, like, how much time has passed, because for us, it's happening fast, but, like... For them, it, like, she could have been there for months at this point. That's true. But, yeah, it's weird that they didn't fill in, like, a time gap or anything. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's something that me and you struggled with, with in Crescent City, and then we realized it was only that whole thing in the first book was only, like, five weeks. Right. But then, like, time also seems slow when you start um, Akimis because when she's getting married, like, they're talking about is it summer solstice? And she's like, this time last year I was dancing barefoot, carefree. Yeah. Like, how much could change in one year? Oh, <coughs> yeah. Because it is only a year from that mm-hmm. one to that one. Yeah. So maybe she's supposed to be there, like, half a year before going under the mountain. I think she's there from winter to, like, end of summer, maybe? I think that's half a year. I feel like it's a little longer. Because December, my sister's September. birthday is in December, and my birthday's in June, and those are six months apart. Is June the end of summer? No. Thank you. <laughs> um, so after that happens, we get to where Emily was talking about how Favor like, goes and puts on a dress. Like, what was her goal here? I don't... I really don't know. Um, it was really weird. And then how Lucian's like, I have to leave. I have somewhere to be. Like, so awkward. It's so awkward. But within the chapter, we learn that, like, Allison's originally from Summer Corner. She explains Mm -hmm. that her, like, sister may got murdered. Um, But I do think, at least with the dress, it does highlight that Feyre's, like, body is, like, filling out. She's, like, becoming a woman. And I think she's just becoming, like, more confident in what she looks like. I agree. Um... Do we know what happened in the summer court that got... Like, obviously, it's Amarantha, but do we ever get the story on what happened there? I didn't I think, think so. so. Yeah. No, because we don't really get an Alice update. I would love to have a bonus chapter of Alice. I know. But we do know that everybody, like, all of the high like high lords of summer court, like, died because um, Tarquin was not the, like, heir in line because he's only 70 years old. Yeah, but we see the current high lord of the summer court die under the mountain once Favre's there later. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but in this chapter, um, like, after she's wearing the dress, I just wanted to point out that she says, I wouldn't go so far as to call myself a beauty, but I hadn't cringed when she was given the compliment by Tamlin. And I thought it was really important that she said, I dared to say some kind of light had crept into my eyes. My eyes. Not my mother's eyes or Nesta's eyes. Mine. I saw that too. So, like, that's a big parallel from, like, the very beginning of the book where she was looking at herself in the mirror and, like, wanted to look away because her, like, cheekbones in her eyes, like, reminded her of, like, Nesta and her mom. Yeah. And so now she's, like, has ownership over them and it's over something positive. Very in-depth of you, Casey. Thank you, Emily. (laughs) Uh, I did like, and I found it, like, 
this a relatable thing of her is that like when she's about to walk into that room looking all nice she's like almost panicked and ran back in and I feel like we've all been there where like you like dress up for a boy or like do something like that and then you like panic I know and because like it's just so obvious too yeah. <laughs> like it's like embarrassing mm-hmm. you're like oh my gosh it's okay so I don't know if you guys see this but me and Emily talk about this guy who points out like random things that are embarrassing oh my god like trying to look nice for a boy is so embarrassing it's so it's so but everybody does it it's so cringe it's there's so also cringe. like another one he says is like tying your shoes on the street like stopping on the sidewalk to tie your shoes like it's so awkward but like for no reason yeah like walking like trying hard when you think about how hard you tried in sports in high school yes but yeah like trying like putting effort to like impress a boy is so embarrassing it's so embarrassing (laughs) so I just I loved I just got a little smile out of that yeah it was funny it was very relatable um I have more things, but what else do you have? I do, too. I was just going to go talk about the, her showing Tamlin art. Me, too. That's where okay. I was going. Okay. So. Um, do we know whatever happened to the painting that he took? Because, like, he goes through, and he goes through all of them. And he, like, sees her life and all of her moments. Then he stops on the, like, Winter Mountains, and that's obviously to when she killed Andres, I'm guessing. Um do we, because, like, he takes that with him. Do you think he just keeps it in his room? Yeah. To this she day? Seemed, like, not allowed in his room. Yeah. I don't think it was necessarily attributable to Andres. I think it was just a picture of the woods. Oh. I took it as, like, that, not a tribute to him, but, like, that was, like, the scene that she painted was yeah. the woods when she killed him. I mean, it probably was the same forest, but I don't think it necessarily had to do with him. Oh. Um, but this chapter is kind of sad. Um, All of her moments, her life. Not that, but, like, that painting, she noted, was, like, the most bleak and, like, alone and kind of sad. And it's just sad that, like, Tamlin's can relate to that the most. And he's, like, the fact that you feel like that is, like, how I feel. Yeah. But then in the chapter, he was, like, it's nice to feel like I'm not alone. I mean, I do, as much as I hate Tamlin, I do think that in the moment of their lives, they both gave each other what the other one needed. Yeah. But then, like, didn't acknowledge when Taylor was growing as a different person. And, I mean, I think that does also kind of go back to the parallel of the relationship being, like, immature and being, like, a high, high school. school. Yeah, because, like, that is how your relationships are there. It's, like, you're learning who you are and what you want and just as much as they are. And, like, yeah. it's just kind of, like... Growing to be different people. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't appreciate, and I don't know if you picked up on this, so we were kind of laughing that Farah paint a picture of Isaac Hale. <laughs> but it was annoying how Tamlin noted it, and it said a low growl slipped out, and it says, well, you made love. Like, I'm sure that's her just, like, explaining that, like, Tamlin was jealous, but, like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it came across judgmental. So did I. I thought it did, too. Um, I mean, but, like, we talked about this outside of the podcast before, is that, like, we did like how SJM, like, did have, like, the Isaac Hale storyline is hilarious, but it was also nice that, like, the main character in a fantasy book was not a virgin, which yeah. is a very common theme. So, like, I liked that SJM gave her that and character. Like, and SJM is really good about doing that in all of her books. Yeah. And she even made a note, like, Farah, like, acknowledges that, like, that was her time to escape, and she tells herself, like, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. Like, you don't have anything to apologize right. for. She did, they did nothing wrong. No. Um, and so I really like how SJM in all her books, like the female lead yeah. is very like, 
I guess, what is it? Flawed. But, like, not no. really flawed. I just say embraces your sexuality. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're not, like, apologetic for it, which, like, you don't need to be. Yeah, because, I mean, Aelin's not. Bryce definitely is not. And, like, I mean, I think SJM has said that in her interviews It's just more before. realistic. Yeah. Nice. A thousand percent. SJM has for sure gotten some good dick in her life. Oh, yeah. She says some of their scenes... Like, In Silver Flames is, like, parodied. Or not parodied, that's the wrong word. But, like, taken from her relationship with Josh. I know. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to... Mine's at the, like, last page of the chapter. So, if you have stuff before then. Um, I feel like it might be the same thing. Where he was, like, no, I don't want you to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... For any of you who have Maybe the book, it's two oh six, and it's like the last page of the chapter. And Feyre is like asking him like what she can do to help with the mask and with the blight and all of that. And Tamlin's like, "There's nothing for you to do. Like what I have to face, it's mine and mine alone." And she's like, "Well, do you want me to live somewhere else where like I basically like won't be in the way?" And do you want to read what he says? And Tamlin says. No, I don't want you to live somewhere else. I want you here where I can look after you, where I can come home and know you're here painting and safe. Yes. Which, like, reading that point blank, if you haven't read the second book, does not come across as a red flag. And if someone said that to me, I would be like, that's really sweet. Mm -hmm. But, like, that is literally Tamlin just, like, he just, like, needs to know where she is and, like, have control that she's just, like, okay, you're here safe. Like, I think he's just so scared of losing her or something happened to her that he's just, like, violating her, right. like, independent sense of self. It is his own fear that he is then, like, not portraying, but, like, um, I'm losing the word that I'm looking for, but, like, it's his own fears in his life and what has happened, and he's putting that on Thera and making Thera, like, the burden of that. Right, and, like... Reese even said something about, like, everyone I love gets taken away from me. Like, he was probably so scared to ever lose Feyre. Yeah. Because that's what, like, what paused him from, like, loving her and going all in. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't want something to happen. But he never put that on her. Yeah. Where Tamlin is so scared, but he is, like, impacting Feyre's life because he's so scared. And there's even, um, I think I actually might talk about this later on, um... No, it's because I was just listening to the audiobook of um, Wings and Ruin, and um, Feyre was like, would you allow me to do that? And Reese was like, well, first of all, I never allow you to do anything. Like, you're your own person. Like, yes, I may not agree with your choices, and I may try to get you to do the other thing, but, like, I don't allow you to do anything, and I think that kind of goes against everything that Tamlin is. Like, Tamlin will, like, disallow her from doing things and will, like, see her as a piece of property. You know, I just found a really big con thread between me and Tamlin, which I do not like, is Tamlin for sure has anxious attachment issues. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Reese is very secure attachment, and I am very much anxious attachment. Like, I freak out when I think someone is, like, not safe or, like, I don't know, like, where they are, what they're doing. doing. Like, it really, like, freaks me out. And so, oh, no. 
Uh-oh. Maybe your... future husband is going to get locked in our house. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to feel this. bad. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry if I act this way. Um, but yeah, this chapter ends with Tamlin admitting that he's been with like lovers in the past, but Feyre makes him feel not alone because she understands what it's like to like care for his people and his lands and just like that essentially be alone like bad days yeah. yeah i think it's like that what they found a common ground is is like there's this quote where it's like the feeling of being surrounded by people but like feeling alone yeah. and i think they both kind of went through that i know but like at least him with evolution i, I mean, know favorite had no one yeah oh lucian oh my god are you team Lucian right now? Okay, so I have it in the later bullet. Yay! Oh my goodness! Finally, I never thought this day yeah. would come. Yeah. He cracks me up in this book. So that's I. Where did I say it? Um, it's odd uh, on chapter twenty-five. I have that note. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm a team Chapter twenty-three. Um, do you want me to do the brief summary or? Yeah, you go. Um, I just have that Tamlin and Farah are. Flirting in the grass, listening to the willow when he removes her glamour. And she's finally able to see, like, him for himself and, like, spring court for what it truly is. Okay, so I have a question. I know that he will remove the glamour and she can, like, see how everything mm-hmm. is. But during this moment, does he give her essentially, yes, removed glamour, but also the heightened sense of what it would be like to be Faye? Yes. Because I don't think her hearing continues and, like, her vision is mm-hmm. good, like, continues, like, that past this chapter. It's more just she can see what they look like. Because that's why, like, at the end of this chapter, she's, like, exhausted because her body was, like, overwhelmed. Oh, I was so confused. Yeah. Okay, later in this chapter, after Tamlin does that, Faye was like, I'm so tired and just falls yeah. asleep. I was so confused Yeah. I was like, fight through it. <laughs> she it, cannot fight through her tiredness. No, she cannot. Fighting through her tiredness, which I mean, it's a hard thing to do. I'm fighting through it right now. Um, that's when you're eating a bowl of ground beef. I know I needed some energy. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Which one? Um, so this chapter, I don't have too much to say. I mean, I think it's yeah. really again continuing on with the cringe high school flirtiness. Oh like, my god, it's these four chapters are just they're yeah, all like, like that, and I don't remember it being like this. I mean, I thought it was exciting because I knew they were going to hook up. So I was, like, excited by the flirtiness. Yeah, but even, like, when I read other fantasy books and they're flirting, it's not as cringy as this. No, it's not. I know. It's very juvenile. But, um... Juvenile? Big word. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Tamlin is telling her that he can show her, like, what he sees as, like, in turn for a kiss. And it's just Oh, my God, I... Gagged in my mouth. Like, it just, like, reminds me of, like, when you're texting a boy in middle school or high school and, like... You send them the, like, smiley face with them sticking your tongue out? No, but more like, oh, I'll help you on your homework if you, like, kiss me or something. Uh, like, I don't know. It just seems <laughs> yeah. weird. It seems like spin the bottle type stuff yeah. and just... Truth or dare. Yeah, it's so awkward. Yeah. Like, have you ever... I wish we had the ability to do this. Like, but I've done it with my Facebook messages. Like, have you ever gone back Oh, my God, they're so bad. Or, like, I get the notifications on, like, what I posted on my Facebook status. And I'm like, how did I even have friends? I don't know. 
like I'll go through my old like messages with people and it's so funny. I mean, honestly, when I go through my messages the next day after going out, oh, it's, it's very embarrassing. Same. I'm like, <laughs> who is this girl? Like, I don't know her. No, no. <laughs> Me and Ellen went through this phase where if we like would send drunk texts that we didn't want to read in our drunken state, we would just delete the whole chain. But then it's bad because the more you're waking up to the responses and you can't even see you're what like, he said, the so then you're just I like, saying? oh my god, that's bad. Um, so basically, in these next three chapters, Lucian is always finding an excuse to be away, so they can continue to flirt, which is also just so uncomfortable. I was so random. Well, I was finished your thought. I was done with it. I wasn't even going to mention much in this chapter since he's not in it. He's in it in the beginning. Is he? Yeah, Lucian claiming that he had oh. miserable emissary business to attend to. Oh. Um, so I don't understand when Tamlin first, like, removed the glamour and she was able to see it. She said magic. Everything was magic, and it broke my heart. I, I didn't really understand the context. I took it as that, like... Her being an artist, she was just, like, not breaking her heart as in it was sad, but breaking her heart as in, like, she'll never be able to, like, paint it. Okay. I thought it was something to do with, like, she's sad that, like, like their whole world is essentially, like, fake. Like, remember in the beginning, she's, like, so magic just, like, controls their climate and their season. Like, mm-hmm. it's all kind of, like, a facade. I didn't know if that's what it meant. I took it more as that, like, also that um, the difference between, like, humans and fairies so like their world is so beautiful and so magical and like the human world is so dull and plain like even their food is not as good yeah that makes sense um oh my god okay you can i the only thing i have left to say about this chapter is the last sentence um so the scene that like yes i cringed when tamlin was like every gift has a price or whatever like this whole chapter made me cringe but the part that was the worst was when Ferris like high off of magic and she like tries to take Tamlin's mask off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you think that hurts his skin? I feel like it must. I think I don't know. Like, like how does he like, wash his blue. face? I don't think he does. But it's gonna really smell so bad under that mask. I know. But like they're fairies. Like I bet it feels clean real good. But like I just I literally pictured it like she's like high, like she just ate an edible and she's just like not really focusing and trying to take this mask off I don't of him. Her high. I think she's more just like in oh, awe I of did. like the colors and everything. Why would you think that? I just pictured her like. Obviously, she's not high, but like almost that, like that's how she feels. See, I think I picture more like wonderment. Like, oh my gosh, like you look so vibrant, and like I want to see. She didn't. Like. It's weird that she can't see. Like, do you remember? What do you mean? Do you remember it just happened? But like during COVID, like people were no, masks I don't remember <laughs> on the bottom half of their face, and then when you saw them without, like it really changes what you look like. Yeah. So imagine it being on the top half of your face. Like, do you think you would look more different with the top half of your face being covered or bottom half? Because like the bottom of your nose and your mouth make quite a difference. But this one, you can't see know. the bridge of your yeah. nose or your eyebrows. I mean, I think having the top half of your face, you would definitely look totally different. Yeah. The That's bottom. true, because masquerade, yeah. the, bo- the top half is covered. Yeah. What, which would you rather? 
if you get a mask stuck on your face. Well, is it around my mouth? How yeah. am I eating? Yeah. So I have like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Neither. I don't want any If you had to. If you had to. No. I'm dying. I think I would say I want the top half stuck on. And the bottom half. I think I would look prettier with the top half stuck on. Definitely you'd look prettier with the top half stuck on. Thanks. (laughs) No. Just like anybody. (laughs) I I have a normal nose and mouth in case Emily implies it. I think like if you have a mask covering the bottom half of your face, like. You're just gonna look so weird. Yeah, you're gonna look like because like it's cut over your lips, so like that's, that's true. awkward. Yeah, that's true. And like, does it move if like you make weird? I don't think so. Imagine kissing someone with a mask over there. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Um. Okay. Chapter twenty four. Oh, I'm. I was done. Sorry. Okay, so I just. I think this is kind of sweet. But when Feyre's butt falls asleep, she hears Tamlin say, you're exactly as I dreamed you to be, too. Did she say that she dreamed him? Yeah. She said that, like, you... Oh, when she was describing what he looked like. I don't know. I thought it was sweet. Like, have you ever, like, pretended to be asleep or almost asleep and you can hear someone, like, saying something nice about you? Like, she wants your heart. (laughs) How many times are you pretending to be asleep so you can hear people whisper sweet nothing? All the time. <laughs> People are always saying nice things about me. <laughs> um, okay. Chapter 24. So Feyre wakes up and she's like, oh my God, where's Alice? Because her glamour. I wonder what made Tamlin decide that. Because right after he did that, he re-glamoured his face. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever, her glamour is fully removed so she can, like, see all the other fairies. She can see everything. She's kind of panicking. Um, skipping a bit because then we'll touch more on some little stuff. But she then goes outside to paint and there is a head on the spike. Yes. Okay, I thought it was funny when she is looking around to see everything that doesn't have glamour on it anymore. Is Lucian never glamoured himself. I know. I Which is that. really funny. So, like, did she think initially that... Like, Lucian was just, like, a lot better looking than Tamlin. Because he had, like... Because he is still fit. Like, he has to be good looking. I mean, from the fan art, he's good looking. I know. That's why, like... Some people that I've read... Talked to that I've read this book is, like, they thought that, like... It would be Lucian and Feyre as a couple. I mean, that's what I thought at first, too. Because they had, like, banter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I think because... Tamlin is a high lord, because that's what he's saying, is that, like, high lords look differently. I don't think Lucian looks all that differently. I think Tamlin looks mm. completely different. Okay, that makes sense. But Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because all the high lords are, like, more stunning. Yeah, and they just, like, I think it's almost like they radiate power, too. Yeah, yeah, because he said that, like, you, it's something you can't, like, hide. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I think that has something to do with, too, like, people can, like, feel your power. Yeah. Like, when Reese walks up, you can, like, feel. Like, it, like, vibrates power. Mm-hmm. with his power. Oh, so fucking hard. I feel like I can picture that so well, which is weird. Same. Like, I don't know why. That scene, or, like, just, like, that Just that idea. Like, yeah. They, they talk about it in Rowan, and, like, they're in class. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. I fucking love Rowan. Yeah, like, authors do a really good job. 
But it's like that TikTok trend where it's like his power radiated or like, and then he growled and it's like, no one knows what it means, yeah, but it's like, like. Provocative. Yeah. Um, but one of my things was like, so now we know that there's like a bunch of spring court Faye's, um, like, running around everywhere. How many times do you think Feyre accidentally ran into them and they had to, like, move out of her way? Well, Feyre's human, so they're way faster. I don't think. I know, but I'm just picturing how, like, awkward that is. Like, I would have laughed so fucking hard watching Right? I know. Like, like, oh, my God, imagine if you thought you were alone and were just, like, farting. (laughs) (laughs) That would would be the thing that you think of. (laughs) I know. Or just, like, any, like, do you think they were there when, like, Tamlin bit her neck? Right? Or when she was, like, walking through the hallway. Is that the same time when she was walking through the hallway putting, like, the X's where the doors were? Or no, yeah. that no, that was when the um, fairy got his wings cut off. Wait, do you think it went those two people in the garden? Do you think the glamour was just kind of weaker on them? I feel like everyone reads into that scene When they so were, like, much. she could hear them laughing. Yeah, but I think it was just people not being glamoured as well. Yeah, I think it's, he, his magic is, isn't as strong. Yeah. And I think it's just hard to glamour an entire court like that. Which, so this was one of my points. And I remember being, like, astounded, being like, wow, like, Reese was able to continue keeping Valaris, like, glamoured. Yeah. Like, his power is able to extend. I didn't realize that a lot of the High Lords, like, for the power they had left over, they were able to apply to their court. Like, Tamlin has just enough power to, like, yeah. glamour just his members of the court um when like all the magic was like being and it, weaker. like that one scene to where they like she is wearing the dress and he like sh- drops the table or whatever mm-hmm. he's like ex- panting after it because like he doesn't have that much power yeah which okay in this book there's a lot more like magic-y stuff that happens yeah. like where he makes that basket appear when he was like trying to heal that fairy when he shrinks the table when he like I mean, that still happens in the other books. Like, they always snap and the food's there. They snap and the food's gone. Like Yeah, but the food is just being brought up from what they're prepping in the kitchen. Yeah, but I mean, like, when Feyre's, like, covered in um, puke from oh, the... Oh, that's true. And then, like, when she goes to the human realm, like, Reese is able to snap and right. they have, like, two beds and, like... Okay, that's true. And he's always able to, like, bring clothes for her and, like, snap and she has a change of clothes. Okay, there are these books that I read. I think it was this series. You've heard Ellen and I talk about it, but, like, Bras and Broomsticks, Frogs yeah. and French Kisses. Did you read them? No. Okay, me and Ellen were obsessed with them. Any of you guys read them when you were little, you know what I'm talking about. Like, spells and sleepovers or something. And I always, and I'm not positive if it was from this book, but I think it totally makes sense, so I always remember it. But she basically learned that if she was going to make something appear, it's not like it comes out of thin air. You actually, like, take it from somewhere else in the world. Which is oh. kind of how I feel like... Theirs is? Theirs is, too. Because, like, the food still has to be prepared. They're just, like... I think that's how it is. Because yeah. that's what Talon says about the table. It's, like, it's just in between. Yeah. Um, and that's also what, like, Rowan says, too, in um, Throwing a Glass, is that it's just, like, in the in the in-between. And, like, that's how they do it in A Throne of Glasses. You have to picture something you already own. Right. And then snap and, like, bring it to right. you. But, like, I think her example was, like, she, in the children's, not children's, like, a little school book, she, like, kept filling her closet with new clothes. And her mom's like, you're stealing. Like, these are, beaten. like, you can't oh. do that. Like, magic has consequences. Mm. Like, you're taking that from, like, a shop. Like, yeah, from somewhere else. Oh, okay. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. 
Hmm. I said about that. But, um, so I thought it was really funny that while, like, Tamlin, Feyre, and Lucia are talking, I think it's kind of sweet. And we've talked about this before, but I like how Tamlin and Lucian, like, still act like guys. Like, remember when we were saying the first time they were at, like, the pond, I wonder if Tamlin was like, okay, like, I'm going to do this. And yeah. stay sitting. Like, I think it's really funny how Tamlin, like, filled in Lucian about the kiss thing. That's literally my thing is that, like, Lucian's, like, teasing her. So, like, that means that, like, after that happened, like, they probably were, like, in the study or something. And, like, Tamlin's like, dude, we kissed. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So funny. And I think also this goes to the point that they're, like, younger. But, like, Tamlin is younger. Like, he is a young high lord. Yeah. So I feel like he still is, like, just immature and, like, gets excited. Well, then, and Lucian's things. even younger than him. Mm-hmm. Because um, Tamlin's, like, 400. And Lucian's supposed to be, like, two, three hundreds. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I mean, if I was Farah, I would be so embarrassed. Oh, like, my God. Same. Because you probably know that was fucking weird. So then the next day after, if, like, the guy you were, like, kissing his friend made fun of you, I would be like, I want to go die. I right never want to be in this room again. No, I always wonder if boys, I think it's very dependent on what boys you talk to. So I feel like a lot of guys, like, won't discuss that, but then other guys, like, will within their and I also think it depends on, like, the friendship that they have. Yeah. Like, Lucian and Tamlin are very, like, it's almost like a brother. brother. And yeah. that's kind of how, like, Reese, As, and Cassian are. Like, there's this very, that's like, true. Reese, As, and Cassian sit in the steam room naked. Okay, like, all boys do naked stuff together. It's so fucking weird to me how much Nakedness. boys are naked around each other. <laughs> like, I mean... Girls are too, but like not to the same extent. Like yeah. in the frat houses, they were all just like shower together naked. I mean, I think it is different though because women's bodies are sexualized. Yeah, not around each other. No, but like, it's just weird how yeah. funny guys think it is to be like naked. That is, that is true. Oh my god, Emily, this morning I showered, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's no body wash. Do you know how vulnerable it is to be, like, naked in the shower and then have to have oh. someone bring something in? Mm. <laughs> and you're just, like, screaming for them? Yeah, and then just, like, and they can see you. Like, have you, I don't get that embarrassed for my parents, but, like, sometimes if only my dad's home and I, like, ran out of toilet paper and he has to, like, throw bring it in. Bring it in, so, yeah. You're so vulnerable. You're so, that's why, like, okay, so I read Trevor Noah's, um, is it an, Autna, um, a, biog- a memoir? Is that when you write it about yourself? Autobiography? Autobiography. Um, and he said one of his things is, is that, like, whenever you are, like, everybody is always themselves or their most vulnerable when they're taking a shit. Because it's, yeah. like, dogs are always their most vulnerable then, too. And, like, that is when it's just, like, you are at your true self, which mm-hmm. is so true. Like, no one's pretty when they do that. No one is, like... No. But the worst is if you're taking shit and you're in a romper. So then you're, oh, like, you're literally naked. naked. <laughs> like, yeah. My biggest fear ever is, like, having to completely undress in a stall, going to the bathroom, and having someone, like, walk in. And you're just in a romper, and they just walk in, and you're like, yeah. what's up? And, like, no one looks good. Like, how no. you're sitting, like. <laughs> no one looks good. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so back to Chapter 24. Um... I was going to jump to the part about the Ator, or Ator, but if you have anything before that. Um, I did, so I was wondering if, so they're talking about the blight, and they're saying so far it's only affecting other territories, but not the Spring Court yet. 
I'm a little curious if maybe not everyone is under the amount of this point, but she's slowly bringing people, like, it's all I happening at the is. same time. Yeah. And, like, when the treaty is up, that's when everyone finally is under the mountain. Like, I think I was it thinking is. thinking she was slowly attacking them, maybe. I think she took, she threw that party because that's when Reese was in it. And that's when right. they, the ma- and that's when she took all the high lords. Right. And then I think slowly she was doing stuff to each court. Because yeah. I know they're, like, going through, like, Reigns of Terror. Like, we learned about the summer court children. Yeah. With Reese. And, like, I think she left the night court untouched. Like, I think. Well, they don't know about Valaris, obviously. Right, but the actual, like, human city. Yeah. I think um, it's untouched. Which, not that that's, like, good. Cause I don't bad. think so. I thought they said it in these chapters. Um... Let's check. But I mean, she literally, like, created the mountain to be, like, a replica of the human city. Like, I think they're kind of, like, working with her. But we talk about, I think it's about to come up when we talk about the night court. I, yeah, it's kind of hard to find something like that. Um, But let me find the line that she said in 24 about it. But yeah, so they're talking about the night court, though. Um, Which, okay, it said that they branded him behind the ear with a sigil of a mountain three stars. The uh, head that was on the spike. Oh, wait, let's explain what's set up. What's happening? Oh, okay. For a second, I thought we did. Um, so Feyre is going outside. It's like the middle of the afternoon to go like paint the spring court, and she's carrying all of her stuff. And she sees in the fountain a spike with a high phase head on top of it. And Lucian and Tamlin join her. And they're like, Lucian's like in- inspecting it. And he sees that behind the ear, it's branded with the um, the night court sigil. Mm-hmm. Which, I have two things. One, if Reese really did do that, that's so sad. Because we deep down... Okay. I mean, I think he was forced, for sure. Yeah. And I think of okay. all the other things he had to do for Amarantha. That's why people truly believe that Reese was, like, happy but we, with the um, we know that he didn't actually kill all those children in the winter court. They sent someone who was supposed to be like that, and he was actually with Amarantha in her bedroom. Because he's like, she kept me busy. Yeah. And then they so. sent um, DeMontes or whatever there. No, no, no. He just stood there. He didn't do anything. I don't think so. I'm like 99% positive. I just listened to them the audiobook. Okay, well then I think there were two things that happened in one of the instances. He was there and he just didn't do anything to stop it. I thought that by the time he found out, he was in Amarantha's bedroom and he like used his power so the kids didn't feel anything when they were killed. So I thought that like Amarantha would send people who like had similar powers to Reese to make people think that he was this awful person, but then he also did have to do these awful things. I, I just really feel like there is one example where he was there and he just didn't do anything because he had to, like, pick his battles. Mm. I don't remember. Um, what else were you going to say about the mountain? Um, do we ever find out who that person was? Who? The head on the no, spike. no. That's really all I was saying. Oh, oh. It was just like, one, if he actually had to do that, that's really sad because we know 
deep down, Reese doesn't like to do all these things and it's just a mask. Um, and then my two was if Amarantha is having someone that's like acting like Reese, that's really fucked up. I don't know. So what were you going to say about it? <laughs> I don't know. You're asking questions that we don't have answers to. <laughs> they were just thought-provoking questions. No, I Discussions. think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's weird how you can see the three mountains and stars from Volaris and the Night Court. Like, they're technically in the Night Court. But all the fan art has them, like, in Volaris. But they're in the Night Court. Um... I know what mountains you're talking about. I'm just thinking because I thought that um, the House of Wind was built into one of them. I think it was just built into into a a mountain. Because, like, they're definitely in Night Court because that's where the blood rite happens. And um, you can see them from the Illyrian, like, war camps, too. Yeah. I just... But every time I see that, I feel like I think it's a symbol for Valaris, but yeah. they're technically in the Night Court. Yeah. You know. Do you, does, is everyone in Valaris aware of what the Night Court is actually like? Yes. Okay. Because when they do trade, they have to, like... Okay. There's something wrapped in the magic about that or something. Yeah. How long... So, like, obviously everyone thinks the Night Court is, like has their own rules, like Land of Darkness, etc. Have people thought that since the start of Printhian? Because, no. like, his dad was, like, terrible, too. Reese's dad wasn't the first one. It's, like, way before that. Like, his ancestors. It says, like, millennia before that. But, like, that. have they been essentially bad this whole time? Yes. Okay. Like, they've been having the Hewn City as, like the fake night court for, like, millennia. Right, but I'm asking, before Reese, were all the High Lords bad of the night court? I don't know. We only know about Reese's dad. I mean, I think, like, he might have been bad, but I think Valaris has still always been, like, a safe space. Okay. So Reese didn't start Valaris? No. He says it was like his millennia before that. And then every high lord who gets into being a high lord, it's tied to their like. So do you think every high lord of the Night Court was like Reese? Like perceived as bad, but they're actually good? Maybe. I don't really remember what Reese says about his dad when he talks about him. Yeah. Because his dad did like save his mom. He like went out to the Illyrian and she was being whipped. And then he like missed it everybody because he was like, that's my mate. But I think he did that because they were mates. Like, do you think he did that just because... I can't remember the details about Reese's dad. I know. I'm trying to forget a lot of stuff. I'm looking up if Reese's dad was cruel. Um, But, so, they talk about the Night Corps and just... We kind of learned that... It does say... um, Recent said his father was cruel and they had a poor relationship. He loved his mother and had a wonderful nurturing relationship with yeah, that's her. That's what I thought. Because I, I thought that Tamwan and Rhysand, like, their families were kind of like parallel situations. He had 
Um, Rhysand's father had been trained since birth to be vicious. Okay, that's what I thought. And was Azrael and Cassian constantly referred to Rhysand's dad as a prick. Okay. Um, so we keep going. So they talk about Night Court and the blight, how it's getting stronger. And Feyre again is reminding herself to like stay with the High Lord, to be safe. Um, and I wanted to point out... Where is it? Oh, he talks about, like, five centuries ago when, like, humans left the continent. Um, and then Feyre tells Tamlin that he is not his father and that she has never felt like a prisoner. Mm, funny. Never made her feel, like, little more than chattel, which I don't know what that meant. Cattle. Oh, chattel. It's the same thing. Oh. Yeah. Is that like a made-up fantasy word? No, it's just a different term for it. Well, I just got really scared that I just didn't know how to spell cattle for like my entire life. Um, oh, a personal possession. Personal possession. Oh, so not the same thing. <laughs> not the same thing at all. Um, which, I mean, she definitely is. It means like slavery. Okay. She definitely is a personal possession in... He definitely sees her as that. He's trying so hard not to be his dad, but, yeah. like, ultimately, like, um, definitely reflects parts of him. Okay, what I wanted to ask you or talk about is, what is it? Um, can't find it now. Oh, okay. So, this is, like, in the beginning part of the chapter is that they she like asks him about the tour and he's like well if you see it pretend you don't like don't engage it because if tamlin had to kill it that would be he goes the results wouldn't be pleasant for it or for me do you think that amarantha would then like punish him for killing her like minions um i thought it was more like tamlin will for sure get injured but then that oh okay I was taking it. I mean, because Amarantha didn't, like... Oh, she's already dead. Highburn didn't, like, flip out when the tour was yeah. killed in the second book. I didn't know if then it meant that, like... Um, Amarantha would know that Tamlin was, like, had a human there that was trying to break the um, spell or whatever. Oh, maybe. But hopefully he would have killed the tour. But, yeah, that... Okay, that makes sense. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, I see your point. I thought you were saying, like, would she just be pissed that Tor died? Um, but yes, I agree with your point. And then what I was just realized when I was thinking of that is, like, Reese obviously saw her on um, Cal and May. So he obviously knew that Tamlin had a human there and was trying to um, break the spell or whatever. So, like, if Reese was really bad, and I never even thought about this in the beginning was that do like, you think Reese knew that she was staying with Tamlin for sure yeah I think he definitely knew okay. um so like if he really was bad he could have told Amarantha months ago but he always wanted them to break the spell just more adding to that. I don't think he thought that they were going to break the spell he was the only one that bet on her from the beginning when she was in on the mountain no I know but, I mean, I think that was more him driven by, like, he wanted Feyre to survive and be happy above anything. 
I don't think it was him actually believing that, like... See, I think... It like, was, I think he knew Amarantha was not going to, like, let that deal happen. I think that it was him almost, like, having, like, a tiny bit of hope. Like, he thought in his head that, like, there was never going to be a chance that they would ever beat Amarantha. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, he, when he saw her and he, like, figured out what Tamlin might be doing, because Reese is always two steps ahead of everybody, is that he was like, okay, maybe this could be the way that we finally get out of this. Yeah. Just, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it would never occur to us while reading it. I know. That... Like, Reese didn't go tell her because we didn't know what the deal was. So, like, you could never, like, have that thought reading it the first time. But even, like, when I was reading Akamif in the beginning, before, like, Favorite gets locked up, like, I was still Team Tamlin. I was not, like, Team Reese at that point. I was Team Tamlin, but I knew Reese wasn't bad just because their interaction underneath the mountain. Yeah. But I just, I never really thought about that. Because he also sees her another time when they're in the study and he can, like, smell mm-hmm. Tamlin on her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only thing that I had. Um, and so then we get to our last chapter, and it is summer solstice. So a little bit of a timeline here. But we learned that because, like, summer court has basically been, like, ruined by Amarantha. Well, we know that from reading later on. But with everything that's going on, they're having the celebration at the spring court this year. Um, it's in the beginning of this chapter, it says that Tamlin is like gone and he's sleeping somewhere. Do you think Amarantha called him away? No, I just assumed because he said that like the creatures were increasing like at the border. I just assumed it took a little bit longer. He was just to deal hunting them. them still. Mm-hmm. I just figured maybe they were having some, like, Amarantha was having a party and she, like, needed, I don't know. I feel like she wouldn't let him go if that was the case. Mm. Um, I don't have much for this chapter. I did have on page 220. Um, no, that's wrong because... So during this chapter, it's basically, like, this party outside... And Tamlin is part of the band and, like, playing the instruments. Which is, the, this is, like, the one time we get to see Tamlin try to be, like, one with his people. Yeah. Like, without, like, hierarchy, which was nice to see. And Thera gets drunk on fairy wine and is acting like an idiot. She is literally acting like I she's on Molly. I can't judge her. I've been blacked out before. Yeah, but she's acting like she's on Molly. Like, I how she's how describing her, be. like, thoughts and stuff. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, this is, as I say, it's in the first paragraph of the chapter um how like lucian had to tell her that like tamlin stayed the night but he's alive um she goes i knew i knew i was headed down a path that would likely end in my mortal heart being left in pieces Mm. which obviously her and tamlin's relationship does not lead to her dying but like we obviously do know that her more she is no longer mortal so yeah i really like so when Vera comes down, um, like, the stairs, and she's in her dress. I love Lucian's compliment. Oh. He goes, cauldron, boil me. She looks positively fey. Oh. And I thought it was cute. And Tamla just goes, you look lovely. That was one of my bullets, is that, like, Lucian is such a different Lucian in this book than he is in any of the other books. 
I disagree. He, like, laughs so much more. He's so much more, like, playful. And, like, I think there's a, like, sense of lightness in him in this book that we don't see in the other ones. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, there's nothing... Well, obviously a lot of bad things have happened, but a lot worse things, like, happen yeah. to Lucian. I mean, it's just... It's very... But I feel like he's still, like, witty and, like caring and speaks his mind I don't know I just I feel like he did lose his sense of like joy almost I know which is why I want him to be happy no I do so sad and I think that's what I'm seeing is that like he is just he was such a lighter version you know what I mean just like happier version of himself and like in all of these chapters it's like I could hear Lucian's like beaming laughter and like he's always making jokes and laughing and like we don't see that when he's in the night court. Like, yeah. he's just, like... And fucking EMC. Like, yeah. she was so horrible to him. And it's like, just so sad how, like, he was just, like, such a ball of light almost. And now it's just, like, so, so sad. So sad. But, yeah, um, another point to, like, Lucian's banter is Feyre is, like, trying to be all sassy. And she's, mm-hmm. like, I'm surprised I'm even allowed to participate tonight. And Lucian goes, unfortunately for you and your neck. Oh my god, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny. And like, I love Fair. I just, him and Fair's relationship is so sweet. Like, she's like, you lie awake at night to come up with all your witty replies for the following day. (laughs) I could definitely see why people thought that they would have the relationship because it is very much banter how you see Aelin and Rowan. Yeah. It reminds me more of like, obviously not to the same extent, but like Fair and Cassian. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Like, they have a really special relationship. Um, okay, and then when they are at the scene where, like, Feyre's, like, dancing and whatnot, it's, like, her and Lucian, and then she's like, goes in the crowd. She, like, runs into Tamlin, just, like, with his people. And it literally just makes me cringe so badly. Is that, like, he's just sitting there, like, playing his instrument, like, so hard that his face is, like, sweaty. And his hair is, like, damp, stuck to his I face. Know, I just picture him, like, half bent over. I, just, I, like, I picture him, like, literally with his banjo. <laughs> and too. his tail and this, like, disgusting, like, Irish hat. Thing. And he's just, like, playing <laughs> so hard. I think, okay, you know what it reminds me of so much is, oh, my gosh, is it... No, Sleeping Beauty. I think it's literally Sleeping Beauty where there's a guy playing and he keeps dumping his wine in his guitar. Uh, and then he's like drinking it yeah. and it's just like I literally Like I think that is what I'm picturing. Like I, I have a really clear memory and I mm-hmm. think it's from Sleeping Beauty. And like Tamla just like looks up at her and like his hair is like hanging over his face. And she's just like dancing for him and he yeah. plays this little solo thing. It's so weird. <laughs> It's so weird. So uncomfortable. I know. Um, but then, like, Tamlin and Feyre end up dancing together. And Tamlin is like, Lucian, you don't have to. I'll watch her. Because <laughs> um, she needs a babysitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should have had a babysitter on Saturday when we were wasted at the wedding. We were great. We got that party started. I feel like we were very well paced this weekend, actually. We did leave before the wedding was over. Yeah, but it was still, like, basically late. Yeah. A lot of people had cleared out. Um, Emily and I ordered $70 worth of Taco Bell. And Vegetarian we, Taco Bell. Yeah. And fell asleep before it came. In case you guys were wondering what a vegetarian soft taco is, is we ordered a soft taco 
A ground beef soft taco. Hold the beef. Hold the beef. So we got lettuce and tomato. No, lettuce and cheese. Lettuce and cheese. $68 of it. Yeah, it's, we didn't eat it. We fell asleep. But and then we almost missed our flight. Yeah. Because I sent my alarm for 4 p.m. And, our and flight... my alarm kept going off, and we were like, who the fuck's phone is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, so they're dancing, and then apparently time, like, speeds up on Fairy Wine. And so then now it's nighttime, and Tamlin brings her to listen to the Willow the Wisps. Like, they're, like, these little fairies who, like, sing, I guess. That's what she was listening to before, wasn't it? Oh, the Willow Trees? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, and then they end up having, like, a real kiss here. How exciting. And then they go to the top of a hill and watch the sunrise. That's basically it. And that is it. I think they only kissed twice. Oh, and Farah claims it was the happiest woman of her life. Which, Ugh. I guess, up until this point, it probably was. Yeah, I mean... She doesn't have much to go on. Yeah. Like, if you do consider, like, everything in her past and what she's felt for other people and, like, lack of love, like, it makes sense that she, like, thought this was love. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. I know. And, I mean, she even says in Mist and Fury is that, like, I changed and, like, what I needed. He wasn't what I needed anymore. Yeah. That makes sense. But that is the end of these chapters. Um, we don't really have anything prepped that's fun at the end of this episode. Did you have anything, Emily? Mm-mm. Um, Reading-wise, Emily is on Kingdom of the Ash and Throne of Glass. I'm still at the beginning of my tandem read. But Atlas Six, the second book, is coming out October 25th. Yeah. And so we're really excited to read that. And for any of you, I know you didn't read it, but um, Kingdom of the Wicked... Um, the third and final installment comes out in two weeks. Um, Kingdom of the Feared, I believe is what it's called. Which I read those a while ago, um, so I'm probably going to reread those just so I'm... Because it's been like a year since that came Your, out. Your, like, TBR reread list is so long. Uh, my TBR reread list and my TBR list is so long. Um, but... That is it. Um, we are trying to get on a better schedule for you guys and do one once a week. Um, it's been very difficult. It's hard. We have a lot going on. We try, yeah, both of us are either out of town or busy scheduled. Um, we try to at least release a new episode either Sundays, Mondays, or Tuesdays. Yeah, and either every week or every other week or every three weeks. So yeah. just keep checking. We keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. Well, cheers, everyone. Yeah, cheers.